So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations now broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Every Monday, you can hear me live on Biz 1190 from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Standard Time and iHeartRadio podcast. I'm also broadcasting on my Money Making Conversations Facebook page. You can go online right now and leave comments that I will respond to during and after the show. Phone hotline number is 404-231-1190. Each Money Making Conversations radio talk show is about entrepreneurship. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. They, in turn, deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life. Appearing on the show today is a very special show. Is my man, Charlemagne the God co-host of the very popular The Breakfast Club and author of the New York Times bestseller Black Privilege, Melissa Proctor, CMO of the Atlanta Hawks, Reginald Ware, CEO of BlackDoctor.org, Derek Anderson, who's an NBA champion, author and founder of Stamina Academy, and Sean Robinson, president and founder of Sean Foundation for Girls. If you guys ready, I'm ready. Let's get this show rolling. My next guest is a proud member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated and the CEO of BlackDoctor.org, your daily medicine for life. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Reggie Ware. Hey, Rashawn. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, my friend. What city are you in? All right. What city are you in? Chicago. 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 312 Area Code. Now, yep, that's right. I'm telling you, I'm walking around. You know, I spent five years in Chicago doing the Steve Harvey talk show. That's Um, right. Right now, yesterday I was walking around in short pants and flip-flops in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> what were you walking around in Chicago in, Reggie? <laughs> well, well, I had a light jacket, you know, so it's, uh, the weather's been good this year. It's been, for example, it's going to be 53 today, so that's, uh, you know, that's like 80 anywhere Come else. Come on, that's us, so. warm, my friend. In February, <laughs> that's, I guess the groundhog didn't see his shadow, I guess, man. Dang. Come on now. Well, I'm, I'm happy good. to have you on the show because this is a project that I've been well aware of. 
you introduced this idea to me when we was at the CIAA tournament many years ago. And That's to right. see its growth and to see that you uh, steadfastly held on to your dream is amazing. BlackDoctors.org. Hey, Tell me about it. Well, we're a uh, healthy lifestyle website, mm-hmm. and our mission is to um, to get every black family healthy. And mm-hmm. uh, what we our strategy is to leverage culture, content, and technology to help improve people's lives. And so every day we're creating content that we feel, uh, and, and the numbers are proven, that's resonating yeah. with our people <laughs> and is motivating them to make the changes that they need. So it's a it's a uh, labor of love man, and a lot of work views, left, too. Man, uh, you know, that's what really gets captured my uh, thought process with uh, the views yeah. that you get when you post videos on your yeah. website is pretty phenomenal man i'm just gonna let yeah. you know very impressive thank you, thank you. you know um you know, our our audience really loves and welcomes uh, healthy lifestyle information, yeah. mm-hmm. and so they're really passionate about sharing our information. So our reach is only because people get our information and say, wow, this is great. Let me share it with everybody I know. And so uh, we've been able to enjoy uh, the success basically on the shoulders of our audience that understand that everybody needs to be getting this information. So you know, it's, it's a beautiful it, thing. Here's the interesting thing about uh, why I have you on the show. When you, when you hear the word black doctor, Dot org, you know, you, you immediately think this is a website about medical information only, mm-hmm. you know. But when you go to the website, now please, you got to go to this website, blackdoctor.org, O R G. It's filled with entertainment information, informative content, tax information, uh, recipes, yep. beauty tips, relationship advice. Now, is that a message because I that you that you really trying to get out there? Or, or when people just hear Black Doctor, you just want to keep it simple, blackdoctor.org. Well, okay, so, um, all right, so the name, it represents, okay, well, when you're talking about health yes, for sir. black people, yes, as you know, we're very distrusting of the healthcare establishment. Absolutely. And I, right? And I believe every population group is, it's just <clears throat> maybe multiplied by 20 times when you're talking to um, African Americans. And so we wanted to create a name that our audience would say, wow, this is something I can trust. And right. so in the black community, mm-hmm. our two most trusted icons are the black preacher and the black doctor. So it's an iconic name that our audience says, man, health information that I can trust, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And even the .org versus .com, I mean, we own blackdoctor.com too, but mm-hmm. when you punch that in, it points us, it, it drives you to blackdoctor.org. And so trust is a big piece of what we do. And now health, the way we look at health is, health is more than the absence of disease, right? Health is feeling good about yourself, being happy, being whole. And so a lot of things impact your health, your relationships, the diet, exercise, uh, you know, just traveling, stre- being stress-free. So we try to take a, uh, we try to take a uh, sort of a broad approach to everything that's going to impact your life in a positive way because at the end of the day, all of these things are factors in terms of whether or not you're going to be able to be healthy and live the life you want to live and so forth. How do you raise your parents? Relationships with your significant other. Meeting people. When you look in the mirror, do you like who you see? All right. of that. And so right, 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 we right. cover it all. And, and you cover it very well because like I said, thank you, thank you. I, I, I because you know, I was, we was texting back and forth on Sunday and so yes. you know, that's usually my, my, my uh, research day when I because I want everything to be fresh and I'm just stuck yeah. on your website blackdoctor.org just reading just being entertained and I, and I found that that's why I wanted to bring that out at the top of our interview was to talk about how is how diverse information that I wouldn't expect to go to but you're absolutely right stress 
So yeah. get this tax information off of your back. You have tax issues, which can create stress, which can turn can affect your health. That's what yeah. you can get over there. Here's some recipes to eat right. Eat right. right. And so I just really found that uh, phenomenal. And I felt that that I definitely want to be a, a, you know, a, a, a brand participant. Anywhere I can uh, assist you in uh, just expanding information, just expanding knowledge and awareness of what you're doing at blackdoctor.org. Believe me, I'm a fan and I'm with you, frat. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate you. And I appreciate all the work that you're doing because, I mean, you're helping, you're helping people on the entrepreneurial part, which is, as a population group, the only way we're ever going to thrive is if we develop more entrepreneurs because yes, entrepreneurs drive wealth. It also allows people to get more jobs because a lot of times when people go to, go to these, uh, go to white companies, they may not get the job and it may not be racism, but maybe people just like to hire who they know, who they're comfortable with, right? And I if we get that. more entrepreneurs that look like us, mm-hmm. then we're going to hire more people. We'll give, it'll be more opportunities for people. So I really, uh, I'm really impressed and thrilled with uh, what you're doing. And, and we you. want to work with you moving forward as much as we can. <laughs> well, yeah. okay, let's, let's just get a little history on you. You know, here's a guy. Okay. Well, what was your major in college, and, and are you doing what you thought you would do when you went to college? Okay, I, uh, I was a marketing major in college. Okay, you marketing. You are marketing. <laughs> I am marketing, and I went to school on a football scholarship. Okay. And uh, but I was one of the, the few people that said, "Let me actually get my degree while I'm here." <laughs> and, uh, it, it, and so um, after school, I went to work for an ad agency. So in my mind, I was thinking that uh, my core skill set was in marketing, marketing, sales, and so forth. And I wanted to be involved in media, and I was thinking it was more from the advertising side, perhaps. Yes. A copy, copywriter, where you're writing the copy that appear in ads and so forth. But once I got out of school and started working for an ad agency, I, I saw that uh, I, th- I, I saw that the true leverage and even my true passion was in the media side of it, yes, where mm-hmm. we're publishing the content and then letting the people advertise on the con- around the content that I'm publishing. Mm-hmm. And so my um, so my first uh, the the the, uh, the business that most people know me by is when I started uh, Heart and Soul Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of Los Angeles, which was in the uh, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, as you may or may not know, that was the nation's first health magazine for black women, which we eventually uh, was eventually sold to uh, BET. Right, 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 yep. right. Mm-hmm. And now, with that, with that, now, so you always had that, I, I got to use this word, visionary approach, you know, because you were doing yes. things yes. with heart and soul. Now you came yep. up with blackdoctor.org. Okay, yep. it's just still an idea, and you have more naysayers or say that's crazy or I don't think that's going to work. Because most people do, they leverage negativity before they try to support you. And you have to be your own personal cheerleader. How does that work? You know, you, you, you bring up a great, that's, that's really a, a, a very insightful and, and, and powerful point. You're right. When I was starting out, whenever I would create a business, <laughs> it wasn't until I was maybe 28, 29, when I would tell a person what I'm trying to do, uh-huh. and they wouldn't tell me immediately, oh, that's not going to work. That's never going to work. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad, people telling me what I couldn't do, that I used to, that was my, sort of my, uh, that was sort of my trigger to know that it was a good idea. If everybody said it wasn't going to work, go. then there that let go. me know that there you go. it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a big adjustment once I started telling people what I wanted to do, and they said, oh, yeah, that's, probably, that's, that's a good idea. That's going to work. I had, I had to step back and say, wait a minute, what's wrong here? You know, but, uh, but you're right. A lot of times people aren't going to be able to share your vision, and they will prob- probably give you negative feedback. But if the vision is strong enough on the inside, 
right, right. You have to you just you know let that bounce off of you like duck, like water on a duck's back. There you go. And keep it moving. There you, you go. Know. Well, on the phone with the, the CEO of BlackDoctor.org, uh, Reggie Ware, my fraternity brother, Omega Psi Five. We'll be back with more information because he has more to tell us about an amazing website that you should be on. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website that can be your mom friend co-worker or relative spread the word today visit rashawnmcdonald.com hi this is rashawn mcdonald the host of money making conversation you say to yourself who calls rashawn show ricky smiling you got to get out of your own city and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl yes sir a fish get bigger when you put it in a pond ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the phone the one and only Charlie Wilson. So many people have been really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would that I would <laughs> shout him out to do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, and um, burn rubble. So, uh, there goes my baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother. Miss Patty Labelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts and little clubs. With the, Thank with you. The, Thank with you. The trio. Woo! So that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be is 1190. Money-making conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm interviewing a proud member of Omega Psi Phi on Money-Making Conversations. Uh, he's the CEO of BlackDoctor.org, uh, which I like to say the, your daily medicine for life. Please welcome back to the show, uh, Reggie Ware. How you doing, Reggie? Yeah, very good, very good. Well, you know, because I... Cause, when people ask me, Rishon, why are you doing this show? You know, because you get the naysayer. Who's going to listen to this show? Or that, that doesn't resonate with everybody. I, I tell everybody, everybody, even people who are unemployed, are entrepreneurs. They are brands, right. especially in today's society with social media. If you're on social media, you are a brand. You know, uh, Kylie Jenner, when, uh, when she uh, disrupted Snapchat's stock, when she just made a state, negative statement about Snapchat's new algorithm and its app, the stock dropped. So that's where brands are now. And so when I look at you in this new era, because you, you, you started your website prior to the evolution uh, explosion of social media, how has that been an advantage for you now? Well, the, the, the one thing I like about um, the Internet is that, you know, most industries, if you try to start a car company or a newspaper or something like that, your competitors... Have, they have hundreds of years of head start before you start it. But digital, because it's only it's only a few years old, everybody's starting at the same time. We're coming out the gate right. at the same time. Right. And right. so it allows us to be able to compete with uh, anyone, no matter how big they are. And so uh, for us, what's really 
helped us is that um, social media and, and more specifically uh, Facebook because it allowed yes. us to be able to reach the entire nation. Uh, the world. Just based Let's on go the, the world set. now. The world. And, and, and right, and, and, and the world, right? You're you're right because one of our top ten markets is uh, London, London, mm-hmm. England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And I, so that's really a, good a, to know because because you know I I just say these things that you know because I don't want you to undersell the impact of your website, you know, because yeah. I I went on you're it, right. spent at least a couple of hours on your site yesterday yesterday afternoon, and I went. You know, some this is really cool because all this information, and you know, I'm one of those jaded guys, you know, that been there, done that. And so when I see this, and I, I can't just say that. Then you turn around and go, Rushan, you're right. When I type top sites is London, that's worldwide. Because yeah, when you go right. to Facebook, right. that means that your engagement is like international, and that means that's that right. that when you look at the things, when you see a word like, and a lot of people try to say blackdoctor.org. It still provides information for everybody. If you go, That's if you're right. not African American or you're not a person of color, you can go on that site and you can still find information that will make your life better. I don't the, the recipes. I think anybody can eat those recipes that you put on there, my friend. Mm-hmm. You know yep. the yep. relationships. All of it's not. It's all about information that's generic. When I say generic, in not a negative way, but it's universal. I should say, and that's what I like about it. So, so when you look at what you're doing now, how do you define success? How do you define success, Reggie? How do you? Well, su- success for me is uh, how many people's lives can I impact? I mean, I want my legacy to be that I've helped other people improve their lives, yes, sir. and so. Success happens twofold. One is when I can serve others in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece of it, which is just as important mm-hmm. and maybe more important, if you ask my wife, is can <laughs> I provide for my family by making an honest living? Yes, and so, mm-hmm. you know, so a person that could be a, a school teacher, but yet he's coming home every day to his family and he's giving them his all, that person to me is extremely successful. And so uh, for me, being able to provide and being able to help is how I, I define success. And that's that should be for anybody, really. You know that, that that's, that's right. what I'm just saying is that I just want to constantly let everybody know that you know the success you have as an entrepreneur can be applied the same philosophies. You know because right. you know my dad was a truck driver. All he wanted to do was go to work, come home, make sure we had food on the table, and make sure his that's kids right. had a better life than he lived. And that's, that's all right. you're saying in 2018 that the life, that's the philosophy right. I'm, I'm still espousing on is, is is not unique. It's really universal. Right. And I really like the fact you said, look, all you people out there, it's a it's a level playing field now in social media right. because it just came That's on right. board. You know, it's not like some, you know, Ford started in the early 19, you know, 1910, something like that. So they had a jump if you're trying to get in the car business, you know. That's right. Right now, it's up to you to create your engagement. It's, inc- it's, it's, it's up to you to validate what you're trying to say to people on a, on a daily basis. With that being said, what do you think resonates the most when you post to your fan base? Well, it's a uh, it's a variety it's a wide variety of things. It mm-hmm. could be uh, our our relationship does stuff. Our relationship does uh, <laughs> stuff go, goes well. Yes, sir. Uh, fitness does well. Uh, diabetes is a big uh, topic on our our site, as well as uh, heart health, and you know, so it, it 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 varies. It really depends on what's happening. Um, what what's happening just uh, what's current in everybody's life for yes, example sir. 
if a person um, if a person if a celebrity uh, announces that for example they, they're suffering from depression right, well right. at that point I can talk about depression for the next week on our website and people are going to be reading more about it because it's now it's a current event mm-hmm. and so what we try to do because health is not something that's super sexy and so you have to sort of tie it in you have to sort of marry it with a current event where people's uh, antennas have been raised and they're ready to receive that information and then it's about being timely and effective and relevant as you disseminate that information because our thing is we want to get in front of you we want to engage you but when you walk away from reading that article or watching that video we want you to say man I'm glad I did that because now I feel that I'm better off and, and that's really that's part of our secret sauce because it was, it was, it was a couple of statements I want to pull, I pull from your website and I want to say to the to the public and to the listeners blackdoctor.org is dedicated to empowering your readers to take control of their health and live healthier, happier lives. That's all you've been saying the entire interview. Yeah. You know, happiness. Happiness is important. When you think about body, mind, and spirit, you know, the spirit part is happiness. You know, people, you know, how do we help people be happy? How do we help people to understand that success is a journey and not a destination? And you have to enjoy all the things along the way that's helping to create, to helping you to evolve into who you're ultimately going to be. And and truth be told, you're constantly evolving. As long as you're alive and breathing, you're going to be evolving to evolving just to be happy and whole and complete and so forth. And so, you know, we take a, uh, you know, we, we take it seriously and we brainstorm every week in our editorial meetings, you know, what's going on now? What do, what do our audience need to hear? What do they need to know or understand this week? And, and then we continue to put something together that we think is going to be engaged and informative and, and uh, successful in helping people uh, solve the problems that they may have during that particular week. And here's another great statement I took from your website. Blackdoctor.org provides essential but difficult to find health resources for you and your family, including free referrals to the top black physicians and health articles that focus on both culturally accurate content and general health topics. That was most important to me because let me just say this about what you're doing over there. See, you know, I have a daughter and Sometimes the media uh, will, will present opportunities that are so negative that you feel there's no hope or can you do that? Well, you go to blackdoctor.org and you can see how many successful, how large and successful we are in the medical arena. And I think that's, that's important. Right. I, that, that, when, I, when, I, when I got to that point of your website, man, I was, I was a little bit in awe, Reggie. Yeah. And you should be proud, man, of what you're doing, man. And, and you should not understate that you are affecting lives positively by showing that you can do this too you know so so (laughs) the way we look at it is there's never really been a game plan for a black man or a black woman Mm -hmm. to live a long happy and healthy life yes sir basically we've always had to mirror what the white population does and and as a result that hasn't worked so therefore we're living sicker and we're dying younger the life expectancy of a black man that's born around 1960 is 60 years old that's it life expectancy of 60 mm-hmm. and so we're saying well wait a minute why does that exist and and how do we change it well one of the ways we have to change it is is by following the game plan for us that's culturally relevant culturally accurate and and that's what we try to do and that's what we provide on blackdoctor.org for example colon cancer colon cancer prostate 
cancer. Mm-hmm. These are two cancers that are 100% curable if detected in time. Mainstream it. media states that at age 50, you should be screened for prostate cancer. They can catch it in time, and it will be a non-issue. But with black men, we have to be screened, and black women for colon cancer, we have to be screened earlier in a lot of cases. So the, the starting point is age 40. So we're reading, no matter, if we're reading journal market media like a WebMD or what have you, no matter how passionate we are about following that advice, it's the wrong roadmap to our success. So where, where can we go to get the culturally accurate information that we need to live this long, healthy, happy life? And it's blackdoctor.org. So we say provide it, those it, types of life saving tips. And <laughs> so I can go on and on, man. Come but on, you know man, what? I, I do want to say that uh, when I first started 13 years ago, the life expectancy gap uh, between blacks and whites was six years. We were living, on average, six years less than our white, our white friends. Well, now the, uh, the American Cancer Society announced last year that that gap is closed to four years. Mm-hmm. So we're making progress. I mean, I'm not taking credit for that, but I, I, I do believe we're part of that success equation. And so we're continuing to try to impact people's lives in a positive way, one by one, one family by one family, and getting people to talk to the people they love. Because if we can't get people talking about it, we're not going to be successful. But what we try to do is get people talking to each other. You know, did you exercise today? What are you eating? There's too much salt in that particular right, food. Let's try this. You know, all brother. of that. Oh, on the phone with my man, CEO, BlackDoctor.org, Reggie Ware. As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product right. or start selling products, the universe doesn't have to deal with you. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success. It's good to have a money making conversation with somebody that make money. <laughs> Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. This is Money Making Conversation, and she's live in studio. I love it when I get a live in studio guest for two breaks. My next guest is the Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer of the Atlanta Hawks Basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, her career has taken her from the ball girl to CMO. Yes, sir. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Melissa Proctor. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm so honored to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you. You look fantastic on a rainy day in Appreciate Atlanta. It. And you came in looking, as they say, fantabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. All right. Okay, because you're the CMO. Please tell everybody, what exactly is the responsibilities of a CMO? Well, you know, CMO duties and responsibilities vary depending right. on the organization. Mm-hmm. So with the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, a lot of it is obviously marketing and advertising mm-hmm. and the things that you see out there to get you excited to want to come to the games, mm-hmm. the promotion. But in addition to that, there's so much that happens behind the scenes. Okay. And so everything from what we do on game days right. to the execution, the cheerleaders, the mascots, all of the production and the people that make the that show You're involved in that. Absolutely. Okay. Huge team of people behind that are in par- involved in that on a daily basis. Right. You know, I didn't think there was you. <laughs> not, not <laughs> 
by myself. <laughs> Absolutely not by myself. Um, in addition to the retail, so uh-huh. our store, all the amazing Hawks wow. gear that you see people wearing around the city, that as well. Our social media, all of our, our amazing brand voice that we have on Twitter, on LinkedIn especially. We're doing a lot of cool things on social. So that team as well. I mean, all of the videos that you see that come out around the Hawks. And so there's there's a big team of people I'm, I'm that make a down, lot of things happen. I'm going to slow you down because I didn't think you'd get... It's I broad. thought I thought it was going to be like a little bit, a couple of sentences, and now you went from social media to T-shirt sales to to the All actual cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. So so just what is, just tell me a, a day in the life, one day like Monday. You're on the radio show with me. When you leave here, what? How does this start? Well, when I get when I get to the office, we have a number of meetings, and a right. lot of it is just approval. So right now, one of our big priorities as an organization is really this arena transformation and what we're doing with that. Oh, so we have some some meetings coming up of how we're going to cover the market and let everybody know all the amazing things that are coming to Phillips Arena um, at probably around October. So October of this fall, the entire building will be redone and completely renovated. Now, some changes have happened already, correct? Oh, yes, yes. Okay, because I was kind of confused because I was going like, I was just there. <laughs> you know, I went there for the New Jersey, New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. New, what you call it, it, New was, Jersey. it was in Jersey. The, no, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets, a basketball game, and I was in the suite. You know, so I was, I was up there with free food and everything. <laughs> right, you know, I, was, I was up there looking good, girl. I was, well, nobody's sweating on me. You know what I'm saying? And so, so and I just, you know, first of all, the, you know, it, it was a... Let's talk about the renovations that are there now and what's mm-hmm. going to come in the future. Let's talk about the changes now. So last summer, we closed for the entire summer, and we did a lot of behind-the-scenes work. And even now, if you come into the building, there's some banners up where some of the suites are still being renovated. But currently, we have our courtside club, which mm-hmm. has been an amazing new innovation for the building. So a lot of the courtside seat holders now have an amazing new club where they can go during the game day. We have a court that's literally on the floor. So behind the backboard, you'll see... That's a logo, right? Mm-hmm, that's, you see the Hawks logo on the floor. And so now people can actually stand out there and watch the game. And a lot of that mm-hmm. has happened on football, but it's never really happened in basketball. So right. here in Atlanta with the Hawks, we're really trying to be innovative and be different as we target. Well, it really works because y'all logo allows to create that 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 kind of like that bar design. Because mm-hmm. I've seen it. I went, that's pretty slick because it's right behind the basket. Mm-hmm. And so there are a number of people who are now taking that opportunity and want to be down courtside. It's very exclusive. So you can only get down there if you have those courtside seats. However, it's one of the first things that you can go. <laughs> So, in. so homie at the top. <laughs> well, there may be some opportunities if you're, if you're in a suite, you know, like you are. You'll, you'll have those opportunities. I, I love it. Uh, you're up at the top. Well, you, you have to just look down in there and, and feel the love. But next season, we'll have a lot of different things okay. for people who are even up at the top. Okay, cool. So let's a lot of about, new bar let's talk spaces. About, let's stay right here, right there. I want mm-hmm. to go to the next season. I got two breaks with you. Because, so, you know, you, you know, you this is what you do for a living. And sometimes when you tell your story, you tell it so fast, you think people hear it, but they don't because you just, you know, you you're, you're, you're a machine. You you're constantly want to sell your brand at the highest level, and you're excited about your Absolutely. brand. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about some of the – I saw golf over there. I saw – talk about barbershop? Yes. Okay. Killer Mike swag shop. So let's talk about that now. I saw Killer Mike barbershop. I went, okay, and I'm bald-headed, so he, I was ruled out. <laughs> oh, no, they, they got stuff for you they as well. They got stuff for me? Okay, Absolutely. cool. Let's talk about those changes that really caught me off guard. So all of those – And we're co- talking about – let everybody know, we're talking mm-hmm. about the Phillips Arena mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia – where uh, the 
Atlanta Hawks play yep. as well as all concerts come through there. Big acts. I know I brought Steve Biggest Harvey there the several times and we sold out several shows. I'm going to brag about it <laughs> at the Phillips Arena. And now you guys have renovated it and we're talking about the changes right. currently and we have some in the future. Yes. Yeah, so we are transforming this into an all new building under the same roof. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be phenomenal. So a lot of the changes that you're talking about are ones that are going to come next season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the signature items that we're bringing in, kind of three big things. One is Top Golf. So many people are yes, familiar with Top Golf just as an experience. And so we're literally going to bring Top Golf into the building. Okay. And we're creating these Top Golf swing suites mm-hmm. where you and a group of guests and all the folks here on your team can go and enjoy a basketball game and play golf in the swing suite at the same time. Okay, cool. Here's, here's, here's the players might get mad at you, just like the Atlanta Falcon players mad because there's nobody in the stands sometimes, you know, because they got all this activity going. You and they get your, your head shaved, you know, swinging the golf. You at the little barb down there behind them. Where are the people in the stands? So how do you balance that? Well, you know, we really think that by creating exciting basketball on the court, period, people are going to come out and watch that. But everyone right. comes to a game and has different experiences. Right. So even if you come to the game now, mm-hmm. it's it's a social activity. There you go. And there we really go. target next generation Atlantans. So we know it's about the bars and hanging out with friends and being able to connect with people. So even the idea of the, the swag shop. Right, right, right. You right, know, right, we right. were at a barbershop. That's where, you know, Absolutely. people go to interact Absolutely. and talk Absolutely. trash and do Absolutely. all of that. But mm-hmm. we will literally have four barber's chairs mm-hmm. there where you can get your hair cut while watching the game at the same time now now here's the fun part about this conversation is that because it has changed you're telling me Rashawn look we have to entertain on the court and off the court absolutely and what do you think creates has created that shift you know first it's about wi-fi remember they wanted to make sure you have wi-fi so you can watch the game on your cell phone now it's like physical activity that can keep you not only your interest going okay let's go to the game you go well Oh, you know something? We're going to go hang out at Killer Mike's, his swag barbershop. Or we go, let's go swing some, some golf balls at the Hawks game. That's really a phenomenal. Well, I mean, I think for us, you know, that coupled with amazing food, we have Chef Joe Schaefer, who was formerly at Bacchanalia, who's now our executive chef. See, see, see. She said that name real quick. Like, see, I'm a professional eater, okay? <laughs> We're talking about in Las Vegas now. That is the best buffet in Las Vegas. Now, if you if they got they got crawdads on that buffet in Las Vegas. So I know he know what he's talking about. So so you know, she threw that name out like I wasn't gonna catch it, you know. A lot of people don't catch that, but you're looking at a foodie. I can tell. Okay, and when you and if I'm just gonna verify this with this dude, if he's the man from there, you need well, to start eating at the Hawks game. Well, there as well as the other restaurant Bacchanalia here mm-hmm. in Atlanta, but he is bringing a whole new direction of the food and beverage to mm-hmm. the arena. And mm-hmm. so, I really believe that through all of our guests. I mean, I mean, you know, now especially with millennials and we call them next generation Atlantans, there's so many things that occupy your time. Right, Attention right. spans are so much shorter than they used to be. So for you to get up off your couch, yes. Now. And to get out of your behind your iPad to come to a game, we're all about the power of live entertainment. And you mentioned selling out Philip Serena, all the big shows and the absolutely, concerts. Absolutely, so, I took my daughter there to see a concert, and it was just phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I want to talk about a little bit about Tinder Night. Yes. Now, who? Now, Tinder. Everybody know about the social the social uh, app, mm-hmm. dating apps called connect Tinder. Connect with friends. Connect with friends. <laughs> it has brought a tremendous amount of positive publicity and made your 
basketball game even more social that one couple has recently going to get married at the game yes, because they met at your weekend. Atlanta Hawks tender night. So three years ago, we Who did the thought very of that? first Who thought one. of tender night? That is brilliant. It was a combination of folks, you know, and our, our CEO, you know, Steve Coonan is incredibly creative. He's funny. I've I met him. He's funny. <laughs> and so, you know, the idea was how about if we take something that we know our audience is doing in the digital space and bring it into the physical space. Mm-hmm. And so if we were going to allow people to connect online, they can just come to our building. We'll give them an opportunity to connect physically with each other. And mm-hmm. so that was the first tender night. Mm-hmm. And we had a love lounge and yeah, people can come up and meet each other in the lounge. And and so we, a lot of people connected. I had two time. of my employees who, who participated regularly in your tender night. They, 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 so I knew about Every it before season. I went to the game and they thought it was fun. They thought it was innovative. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they felt no pressure. You know, so it was just like some another cool option, yeah. and they were they, they were ticket holders. And yeah, and even if you didn't know it was tender night, you can still come out and still be a part of it, which was really exciting for fans who were just coming and learning. And so, literally after the first one, uh, we said, "Hey, you know, if anyone, Steve said, if anyone meets and ends up getting married, <laughs> yes, we'll we'll take on you. We'll have your wedding here and at Phillips Arena. Be mad or it, what, uh, uh, on the basketball Center court, court, Center, Center court, court at Phillips Arena. This and so that's the date been said yet? Mm-hmm. This well, weekend. This week." This weekend. So to, to, to explain this scenario, how they're going to get married, you know, is it halftime before the game? Oh, no, not during the game. They are literally having their wedding in Phillips Arena. So there's not another event happening during the game. It's oh, literally fantastic. their wedding happening on the court and their reception awesome. will be in our new courtside club. It doesn't feel like a throwaway. Not at all. This is the, this is an, a special experience for them. And we wanted to make sure that we can kind of oh, show. Oh, you're going to be there with your social media. You're going to be good, girl. You're going to be shooting video. I know you CMO. I know that there is a game plan. Yeah. Well, you know, they're really excited about it. We're partnering with Tinder and with The Knot. And so, you know, David's Bridal supplied the dresses for mm-hmm. the bride and mm-hmm. all of the, the, the bridal party. So it should be a really great event. And we're very happy for them. I'm happy, too. I saw a you know, cute couple. Yeah, I saw that picture. And I, went, I, I wanted to bring that up because I thought that was very innovative. And like I said, it, and when it was when it launched, you know, it got a lot of the cool national buzz that you guys thought of that. So when you when I look at what you guys doing, if you've not been to Atlanta Hawks game, I'm telling you, go. And it's not about the record. It's about the experience. When I say that, Absolutely. what you guys do with the, with, the, with, the, with the kiss cam, with the, with the cheerleaders, with the mascot, is, is almost globetrotterish. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all are so entertained. So I, I laugh. It's creating an experience. Even, you know, now hot sauce is kind of one of the new things that we're doing as a part of our game. And he's taking people on. And right. it's, it's really exciting. And we think, you know, for people of all ages coming down to a Hawks game and really experiencing what we have this season. But next season, knowing we're going to take it to a whole different level oh, okay. with oh, the transformation. Oh, it's, oh that's, that's going to be the next break. Because we're going to run out of time on this break. Because I want to keep this focused here. Because you, you got information. Because I, I really want to talk more about that experience, especially from a social thing. Because I've been to like about five, I live in Atlanta. I've mm-hmm. been about five games. And I, I, like I, said, I recently went to a game this, this, this year. Mm-hmm. And the experience has always been fun. And I like Thank the way you. you are able to, through social media, have people take pictures. Mm-hmm. And then, so you keep them connected even if they're not at the game. Right. That is so sharp. And so, so that's what your team does. Yes, I mean, on a regular basis, coming up with new ideas and new ways that we can kind of entertain our audiences. For example, you know, 
coming out at the beginning of the season, really looking at how we even tell people what the schedule is and doing a schedule release with emojis. Right, 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 right. Earlier on. And so we're constantly trying to find new ways that we can innovate. And we look at, you know, when people say, you know, who is your competition? <laughs> Which is a really great question because they assume it's, you know, whether it's the Falcons or the Braves. And mm-hmm. for us, our competition is your couch. It's Absolutely. the movies. Absolutely. It's every Absolutely. restaurant Definitely. in Atlanta. Awesome. So We're going to be back with more. We were the CMO, Nordall CMO of Atlanta Hawks. She's fantastic. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co-worker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn Shell? Ricky Smiley! You got to get out of your own city and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a pond. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone the one and only Charlie Wilson! So many people have been, really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would... <laughs> that I would shout him out to do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, and um, burn rubble. So, uh, there goes uh, my baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother. Miss Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts and little clubs. With the, Thank with, you. With the, Thank with you. The trio. <laughs> so that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be is 1190. Money making conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald with Money Making Conversations. I'm interviewing the Executive Vice President and CMO of the Atlanta Hawks. At the very start of my uh, my interview, I said from ball girl to CMO. And I don't want to gloss over that like everybody can do that. Explain your journey and take your time because my show is about inspiration, motivation, overcoming the odds. Mm -hmm. Whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur, you need to understand that your story of success and your journey and you always know that every time you get up it's still a journey every day that's a long way ago well a long time ago say ball girl talk to us come on now Sure. You know, when I, grew, I grew up in Miami, Florida. Okay. Born and raised in Miami. And um, my mother's from Belize. My father's from Jamaica. My wife is from Belize. No way. Absolutely. We really buddies now. <laughs> we really buddies. She's in Houston right now, so she's going to love this. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, growing up, you know, I spent either summers in Belize or in Jamaica mm-hmm. or Miami. And you know, I remember being in high school and I was always an artist. I would draw and paint and I mm-hmm. was the art girl. Mm-hmm. And in high school, I decided, you know, I really wanted to get a job. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, mom... I want to get a job. She was like, absolutely not. Uh-huh. Then she said, you know what? You can get a job if you decide you're going to get a job in whatever you want to be for the rest of your life. Okay. And at that time, I loved art, but I also had a cousin that loved watching Miami Heat basketball. Okay. Mm-hmm. My parents weren't into basketball, and I mm-hmm. said, you know, I really I really like this basketball thing. Uh-huh. So I said, Mom, I want to be the first female coach in the NBA. Okay. 
I had never played basketball in my life. Okay. I didn't know how that was going to work. And so my mom said, Who oh. has the current coach yeah. of Miami? He was a projection uh-huh. operator. Right, yeah. Eric Spolstra. So, pretty <laughs> story about that. Mm-hmm. So, she said, okay, Melissa, if that's what you want to do, go, go work for the NBA. Go work for the Heat. I said, all right, mom. So, I started writing letters. Okay. Wrote letters, decorated, put my artwork all on the envelopes. I would call yellow pages, making phone calls before email and all of that. And so ultimately, I was 15. Okay. Mm -hmm. 15. And I kept calling. And one day, the community service, uh, the community relations person Uh answered. He said, you know, I'm sorry. I have no jobs for you. Try the equipment manager. Mm -hmm. So I started calling the equipment manager and writing letters to him. And then one day, he he called me back, actually. And he Mm -hmm. said, if you call me one more time, I'm not going to hire you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So I stopped. And then I kept on calling. <laughs> I kept on calling. And one day he said, you know, kid, you got a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. I don't have any jobs for girls. All I have are ball boys. Okay. But, you know, come in for a game. Okay. Come, come in for it. It was a preseason game against the Orlando Magic. Never forget. It was the Miami so Arena. You, so no didn't stop you. No did not stop me. Good. Absolutely Here, not. Listen to that. No did not stop her. Perseverance was key. And so I went in, had never been to a game before, never set foot in the arena before, didn't know anybody, had never been any, not even a live basketball sporting event. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. They told me to rebound. I'm balls hitting me in the head. <laughs> I had no clue. And so, you know, that game, it showed me how to mop. And so I mopped the sweat up around That's you know, funny. free throws. And <laughs> at the end of that night, he said, you know, kid, you got a lot of heart. Mm hmm. And I said, oh, well, thank you. He's like, well, come back again. And a big smile, because you have a big smile now. This is amazing. <laughs> He's like, you know, come back again for the next game. And it was a volunteer job, and it didn't pay. Absolutely. He said, you got to keep up your grades. You be here at 4 o'clock every game day and stay till about midnight when wow. we finish cleaning the locker room, hanging uniforms, folding towels. Mm-hmm. He said, it's grunge work. He tried to discourage me. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to like it. And yeah. And I was there every game. I kept coming back. And may get $20 as a tip. Yeah, I kept coming back every game. And one of our the owners sons was a ball boy as well and his okay. sister would be on the sidelines because she couldn't do anything so she started seeing me mm-hmm. we became the first ball girls for the Miami Heat. so you got her involved got her and didn't Ooh, even know it just, by being, just being there just being there and mm-hmm. so it was a really great experience for me and I learned so much and I would you know Stan Van Gundy um, who's now the head coach for the Pistons right. was an mm-hmm. assistant under Pat Riley and mm-hmm. so I would help him run drills with the players and you know players would teach me how to rebound and how to shoot and so I really started learning the fundamentals of the game mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be a coach and so I ended up <laughs> you know I had my artwork and I would still do gallery exhibitions some players would buy my art because they loved it so much and it was just a really great experience for me mm-hmm. and ultimately I decided to go to Wake Forest for undergrad mm-hmm. and um the team said, you know, we don't want to see you go, but anything you need to get to college, we're here to help and support you. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So it really became like family. Mm-hmm. And Eric Spolstra, who's now the head coach, was the tape guy right. when mm-hmm. I was a ball girl. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy how the world works. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Wake Forest, and every summer I would come back and volunteer and help out with the draft, with free mm-hmm. agency, putting together scouting reports, mm-hmm. you name it. And then ultimately, senior year of college, I said, all right, I'm going to go work for the NBA. This was my dream. Maybe not be a coach, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go work for mm-hmm. the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I applied for a management training program. Right. Had Pat Riley and Alonzo Mourner writing me letters of recommendation. Big dog. I knew I was I was in there. <laughs> and then they turned me down and said I was too creative. Too creative. They were a business and I was too creative. And so at the time I ended up also applying for an internship at Turner Broadcasting right uh-huh. here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's how I ended up and in you Atlanta. Were creative and they wanted your creativity. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting picked up by TNT Marketing. Mm-hmm. It was an internship program where thousands of people applied. They only picked six interns and you don't know where you were working. Mm-hmm. So TNT Marketing picked me up and that was my first marketing job when I first moved to Atlanta in 2002. Mm-hmm. 
and I made no money as mm-hmm. an intern. Absolutely. Money making Absolutely. conversations. I wasn't making any. <laughs> and so ultimately I said, let me call my old boss from the heat. Maybe he knows someone at the Hawks. And he mm-hmm. did. And mm-hmm. they put me on and I became a ball girl that first season with the Hawks as well. No money again? No, no. This They paid. It was oh, part time oh, with oh, the Hawks. Oh, oh. So, <laughs> I mean, things changed a bit since then. But I, I came in and I was a ball girl for the Hawks and an intern at Turner. And that was the year the All-Star game was in Atlanta. Right, so I got right. to work on the court for the All-Star game. And I believe, you know, that nothing. Big tra- traffic jam that year. <laughs> I was working, so I didn't experience any of it. But I believe nothing was a coincidence, and that was my entire experience. And that was the first year I lived in Atlanta working for the Hawks as a ball girl. I was with Turner for about 10 years. I left for a year, went to graduate school in London, and focused on brand development. And then ultimately came back to Atlanta, had a number of different jobs at Turner. And then most recently, I was part of a digital health and wellness startup called Upwave. Turner had invested a lot of money into mm-hmm. it. You know, was really thinking about the future and, you know, health and content and how you can bring those things together. And then, you know, the old CEO of Turner, Phil Kent, left and the new CEO, John Martin, came in. And at the time, you know, it's a difference in strategy for the mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And so that was the last business they started and the first business they cut. And there were about 35 of us that got laid off. Uh-huh. At the time, I was about eight months pregnant right, right. with my daughter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, didn't know what I was going to do, but no, I had to focus on having my baby girl. Right. And so Absolutely. I did. Then about two months later, I went to an event at Phillips Arena, a draft party and ran into Steve Coonan. And he said, hey, you know, um, it's great to see you. Congratulations on your daughter. I need help building this brand. Absolutely. This Absolutely. brand for the Hawks and started introducing me to people. And they're like, oh, we can't wait for you to start. That's Steve. That's Steve. That's Start. how it worked. That's how it worked. I went to Start. lunch with me. Said I should hire you. I went. I didn't ask for a job. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started consulting and going and helping and having a couple meetings. And then you know, lo and behold, a couple months later, I started out. With the Hawks is the VP of Brand Strategy, mm-hmm. and they very quickly got promoted now to CMO. And, and the crazy part, thank you so much. And I said nothing is a coincidence. When Steve left Turner, you know, he couldn't necessarily take any talent from the company. So if I hadn't gotten laid off, I probably wouldn't even been able to be where I am today. And so, you know, I was really thankful just through building great relationships Mm -hmm. and, you know, really being persistent. 100 percent truly important. Two things come out of your interview. Two things about relationships come out of this and also the fact that money wasn't the end all. No. in your decision making because a lot of people allow money to stop them because they don't see a bigger opportunity and the bigger opportunity was getting in the door absolutely and that's a, that's an amazing thing that I hear in your story and it's consistently consistently spoken out and it's consistently spoken with a lot of energy and uh, high expectation well you know for me I always want to do great work because mm-hmm. to me that's the ultimate plan and mm-hmm. I remember asking Steve he said you know you know you know the reason why you're CMO and I was like no he's like because you didn't want to be Mm. And I said, that's interesting. He was like, you know, some people are driven by the title mm-hmm. only, not mm-hmm. even about the work, just right. the title and the money. I think they want to uh, bring somebody in here. Uh, I don't know anything about this, Ms. Proct. I don't even know what is happening here. But somebody's coming here with a big box. They're going to hand it to you. If you go on Facebook, you can see the big box. If you're not on Facebook, let me describe what this big box is. Oh, oh it's for me! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> Me all the time. I'm thinking this is an honor for you. The one handed me a box. That's your box. (laughs) This is beautiful. It's a money making conversation hosted by Rashawn McDonald Cake. Happy, happy birthday, sir. This is, girl, I, I, believe me, I, I'm, I was mad at him. I said, dude, I cannot go on air unless I have information about what they are in her about. He said, all right, we're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. And then when she comes in the hallway, I go, okay, she in the hallway. I need for her to come in here. So let me just say, you know, this, this is Melanie Weidman. 
you know, a, a slice. What is it again? A little slice of heaven. A little slice of heaven. A little slice of happiness. Come on over here now, because he off mic and can't nobody hear him. Okay, so to to explain to everybody what type of cake you got for me, it's, uh, it's okay. my logo, Money Making Conversation, yes. hosted by Rashawn McDonald. So my name is Melanie Weidman. I'm the owner of A Little Slice of Heaven Bakery. And Adele wanted something special to surprise you with for your birthday. So he contacted me. Mm. Well, I, I, I think I, I appreciate it. I really do appreciate you doing this for me. And uh, I'm stunned because, you know, I'm one of these guys that just rides right through the birthday. I just ride right no. through. And uh, I've celebrate. learned to appreciate it uh, of late. And so and people have made me appreciate it. And this is I would tell you, this is the coolest thing. For me, make me feel like a celebrity. <laughs> you are a celebrity. Oh, oh, we got to get out of here. Uh, Melissa, you got to come back. Absolutely. Okay, we got to talk about the second half of 20 when this arena opens up in the fall. No, I'm you happy know I'm a to fan. come back. We'll tell and you tell all Steve about it. Tell Steve hi, and uh, I'm going to drop our game and say hi to you. Let me know you're always invited. Okay, thank you very much. We more money making conversation. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. And I'm broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Every Monday I do this. You can hear me live on Biz 1190 AM from uh, 10 AM to noon Eastern Standard Time and iHeartRadio podcast. I'm also broadcasting on my Money Making Conversations Facebook page. You can go online right now and leave comments that I will respond to and after the show. Uh, your, my hotline number is uh, 404 if you want to call in right now. 404-231-1190. That's 404 404- 231-1190. Each money-making conversation radio talk show is about entrepreneurship. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. They in turn deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life, which is really key because I made that mistake. I didn't know how to be successful and take a vacation. I didn't know how to be successful and spend time with my family. I didn't know how to be successful and just spend time with myself and be happy about my success. I was constantly challenged by the whole idea that if I stopped what I was doing, that would be a complete failure. So that whole balance is really key when I interview these successful people who will tell you they're working constantly. Their, their story is not one that's overnight. It's not like they won the lotto to get to achieve the success that they have achieved. It's really an amazing thing. On my show today, as you just heard, was uh, Melissa Proctor, the CMO from Ball Girl, the CMO, uh, Reginald Ware, the CEO of BlackDoctor.org, is, is on the show. And uh, again, these all these interviews that I do with these people are about their success, about how they achieve, you know, moments in their life where they didn't think they would achieve it. My next guest is an NCAA champion at Kentucky. An NBA champion when he played for the Miami Heat. Success tends to be a part of his DNA. He's the CEO and uh, president of the Stamina Foundation. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Derek Anderson. How you doing? How you doing, Derek? Derek, right now, where are you located at? 
I'm in Louisville, Kentucky right now. Oh, man. I tell you, being a former stand-up comic, uh, I used to drive through there telling jokes. And those those, (laughs) those fences really are white, you know. Literally. Uh, but for and we'll go on. Look, seem like for miles, man. So it's a so it's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful place to be. And uh, now, right now, isn't it some type of uh, a lot of flood issue in that area of the country? Yeah, it was a little flooding, some restaurants and whatnot. Now, not too many houses. A lot of people moved out of those areas. Kinda. Yes, sir. The older, older different neighborhoods, but yeah, we, most people are safe. Uh, no tragedies, thank goodness. And how are you doing? How, how's you and how are you and your family doing? Uh, we are great. I got my three-month-old son with me, and we are uh, headed to the gym. <laughs> so, so that's really that's really working them out too early, man. We talking about the stamina foundation, yeah. man. You really building this stamina a little bit too early in the game. So, let's talk no, about your life, right. man. You know, you know the, the you know eleven years old. Uh, you experience things that a normal 11-year-old wouldn't experience. When I say normal, 11 years old, I think I was running around with my friends. Uh, my dad was spanking me. And my mom was telling me what I couldn't do. What were, what were you mm-hmm. experiencing at 11 years old? Survival mode. Uh, every day I woke up was how can I get a meal? Uh, how can I survive? How can I stay warm? Um, all those things. When I come home to see my parents, had left. My dad had left a few years before. Um, but then my mother just got came home and my mother left, didn't leave a note. She just left, took everything. My brother had ran away from home a few weeks before. So I was basically just a left child and I wasn't a bad kid, which is amazing as I, uh, as I've heard. And she told me as I got older and I, I connected with my mother, she told me I was a great kid. She was a bad person. And I think those situations when you're 11, you just, you just get lost. And everything that I did was I worked at Winn-Dixie to work to get my first three dollars and instead of getting a two-piece meal at KFC, I went to Winn-Dixie and got a loaf of bread and a bologna. Mm-hmm. I was in survival mode at that age. And you didn't need a degree to do that. You don't need it now to be in survival mode, but you have to self-educate yourself. And I did that. Uh, worked at a candy store. Took candy to school. You know how the uh, prices of $10 was blow pops. Mine was 20 mm-hmm. doubling up. So I, I did I, it. I was, mm-hmm. when you're, well, yeah, most people did when you're in survival mode or you're, you're in a mode that you want to win. Mm-hmm. Even if you have everything, you still want to win at your own your own pace and your own way. You'll do things like that. You'll do the extra things that other people wouldn't. And that's what that's what I was doing at the age of eleven all the way until I was seventeen. So when you when you when you look at that, you know, um do you do you do you feel you missed some of your childhood or you feel like, hey man, that's part of your life, I dealt with it and it's made me who I am, the man the man I am today? Well, I don't look at any of those things as far as I've missed anything because I always said I'd rather miss out than mess up. And a lot of people fail, fail to realize. A lot of people just say, I want to do everything while I can. And for me, it was like a lot of people didn't get to go do the things that I did. And mm-hmm. I can't look at them and be like, I know they wish they were me. I would tell them, just be who you are. I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm not the a billionaire. I'm not the greatest basketball player. But I was somebody who was happy with who I was. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I always try to stay focused. I start complaining about I miss my childhood. A lot of my other thoughts will become negative like that, and I'll start making excuses about certain things that that happened to me. Because as a kid, I had fun. You know, I mean, granted, I didn't get to do what I did. I played basketball. Uh, I had a son at 14, a single dad at 15, even though that was stressful. I look back at it, me and my son just got off FaceTime talking about, let's go to the movies today. You know, he's 30 years old. I'm 44, so it's like I, I've, had, I've had a trying time in life, but I've, I've enjoyed the times that I could make a, make the most out of. So never complain about me being missing something. Okay, cool. So now you have a child now. How many children do you have? Yeah, five boys. 
all boys. With that being said, you how how are you gonna how how do you look at them now? Because you know, my life I have one daughter, and my whole goal in life is to give them a better life than they had previously. Mm-hmm. Mine is mine is making sure they're better. They're good people. Like I know certain people think that you know they want to have a better life, but a lot of kids get spoiled and don't know understand uh, the real things of life. Like some people are like, well, I'm used to this. I'm not used to that. Well, it still don't matter if you have a dime or if you have a million dollars. You got to treat people with kindness. You got you have to be respectful. All my boys are always yes sir, yes ma'am. Open doors for people. More time, Derek. My, uh, eight, what are they? Eight, ten years old do that. Yes sir, no just, sir. Yes sir, no sir. My eight and ten year old open the doors for their mother for people. And it doesn't. You don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to that. You just got to teach them the same manners that they they should t- treat everyone else, no matter how much you have. So I have a, thir- a twenty nine, a thirty year old, a twenty four, ten, eight, and I got a three month old. All boys. Now, with that being said, how you you start this organization called the Stamina Foundation? Why? Why do you do that? Because of what happened. Because of what happened to me. And also, I believe in the people that came before me, uh, from the Harriet Tubman's to, to the Frederick Douglass, who self-educated themselves and learned how to do it, to my hometown hero, uh, Muhammad Ali. Everything now. that they've done, <laughs> everything that they did was about other people. That's how they became successful. It wasn't about them. They were doing things to help to use their platform to help other people. And that's what my job is. I can't look at my history and say, oh, well, that's what they did. No, that's what you're supposed to do. And I don't mean financially standpoint. I mean the self-education. Everything that people think, oh, just because you this, this, and that, you should give back. Man, you're supposed to give yourself. That is what your life is. Take care of your family, love your family, love your community. That is who we are. People fail to realize that because no one's teaching that anymore. School systems aren't. So my foundation is teaching kids common courtesy, self-education, and learning how to progress and think for yourselves. These kids now, you get them on the phone, they'll know everything. You tell them to go find a, uh, fill out a uh, job application, they'll ask you 100 questions. <laughs> you're like, yo. Why? Like, How much? With no skills. Right, How right. much? Like, did you read it? Did you read the sign? Like, <laughs> it ain't even small print they won't read. <laughs> you know, you know, you have so, a great life, man. I want to I wanna keep you for another break if you have time because I really want to go into absolutely. detail because, you know, you just can't drop information that 11 years old I was by myself surviving then you go to college and you become a NCAA basketball champion in Kentucky then you go into the pro game with them little skinny legs I know I, I knew your skill set <laughs> them little skinny legs man Derek As- right. when, when Adele brought me up he said hey man let's get Adele let's get Derek Ezra I said skinny legs heck yeah I want skinny legs <laughs> gotta get skinny legs on this show man right. and then That's you go right. to Miami and you're world champion that is a blessing man that meant your life had purpose even way back then Absolutely. and I want to talk about that because a lot of people when they see you know adversity they give up and i want to i really yeah. want to deal a little bit deeper about that we're on the phone with my man Derek anderson as i said earlier he's a champion in life not just on the court back with more money making conversation we'll be right back with more from Rashawn mcdonald and money making conversations don't touch that dial let me tell you about the host of Money-Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000-plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. 
More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website that can be your mom friend co-worker or relative spread the word today visit rashawnmcdonald.com hi this is rashawn mcdonald the host of money making conversation you say to yourself who calls rashawn show ricky smiling you got to get out of your own city and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl yes sir a fish get bigger when you put it in a pond ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the phone the one and only Charlie Wilson. So many people have been really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would that I would <laughs> shout him out to do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, and um, burn rubble. So, uh, there goes uh, my baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother. Miss Patty Labelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts and little clubs. With the, Thank with you. The, Thank with you. The trio. Woo! So that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be is 1190. Money-making conversations. My next guest, he's on the phone still. He's a NCAA champion at Kentucky, which I remember watching him play. NBA champion at Miami Heat, and I remember. I know I watched him play. But more importantly, he's a, he's a father. He's a person who gives back. Uh, he's a champion in life, and I really appreciate that and respect that about him. He's in uh, Louisville, Kentucky right now. He's the CEO and president of the Stamina Foundation. Please welcome back to the show, Derek Anderson. Yes, sir. Hey, Derek, I'm going to just tell you about this show, man. This show is about, uh, about uh, I come from the inner city, and uh, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a silver spoon when you come from the inner city. But some stories are darker than other stories. I can't say my story yeah. is really dark as your story. But I knew I knew difficult times. I knew that people told me I wasn't mm-hmm. qualified to be successful. You know, then yep. I, I didn't have the background or the uh, intellect. My teachers kept telling me I was special, but society told me I was uh, a person you should be weary of. But everybody mm-hmm. that I met that met me told me I was special and told me that yeah. that life was going to deal me a, a bigger hand if I took advantage of it. I get that same feeling with you, even though your life didn't give you the hand that you felt everybody should experience it wasn't that positive but everybody who met you had to feel you were special yeah yeah i've I've heard that my entire life and the reason i was special is because i did things the right way Mm -hmm. and most people weren't used to seeing that Mm -hmm. being respectful you know being being polite yes sir you know keeping a smile on my face when i didn't know i didn't really feel like it Mm -hmm. and the reason i did that i recognize you know when people see that you you got your head up they don't mind helping you if you got an attitude and your head down don't nobody want to help you Mm -hmm. that's a normal feeling Mm -hmm. and and for me was all i cared about was making it the next day but enjoying the day i live you know all i could do is control that day but if i got to see the next day i knew i was how i was happy because i got another chance to do something different Mm-hmm. That's how I live today. Like every day, you thinking about, man, what can I do to have fun today? I'm not thinking about nobody's negativity. This isn't that. If I can do and having fun is maybe just being affecting somebody's life, right? Being somebody else smile. You can remember. You might not remember everybody who gave you some money, but I guarantee you, you remember every single time you gave somebody something. Yes, because you you remember like you know what I made that person smile. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember looking out for that person. 
that's gratitude. That's how you feel. That's how life's supposed to be. You know, the interesting we need, we, thing we need, we need that. You know, the interesting thing about this show is that I've discovered how much I've given to people and didn't know. You know, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I just, you know, people come, right in the middle of the interview, Rashawn, I want to thank you. I go, what for? Because you said something. And it's not all about mm-hmm. physically giving something to somebody. It's just showing a positive attitude, telling them that they can win, telling them not to give up, and explaining to them why they should not give up. And I want to, because I want to talk mm-hmm. about the Stamina Foundation, which partners with companies that helps young people get a college scholarship from doing acts of yeah. kindness in the community. That's powerful, mm-hmm. my friend, because you're talking about young people yeah. and shaping their lives to think a certain way for the future. Mm-hmm. Tell us Absolutely. about it. Well, what I do is when the kid comes in and they want to come into my program, you have to do an act of kindness. Mm-hmm. And it could be opening up a door. It could be helping your parents clean their room. It could be anything. It could be just going next door and sweeping grass, uh, raking leaves up, anything. Mm-hmm. You get to come to my program. I get you free. Uh, you have food daily, three times a day. Mm. You get free shirts. You get uh, trips to take places. There's no fee involved, but every day you have to do something nice. So if one person, we have people cooking. We got, I mean, uh, learn how to cook. We have <laughs> mm-hmm. people. We have people serving each other. Like if they got drinks, there's one person has to go get drinks, and they say, "Here you go, sir." And it's the same age people. Imagine a 14-year-old kid saying to another kid, so here you go, sir, saying, yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Brown, and they're 14 years old. How you doing, Mr. Brown? Like, that's cool. Like, that all that old hip stuff, like, what up, bro? This, nah, you can't get a job saying what up. Now, you can't <laughs> you call your boss what up, dog. You can't say what up, no, dog. You what up, can't. dog. But we don't, but our parents are so engulfed in being so, so-called, so like, hip and everything, they fail to realize their kids are following that. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to separate reality sometimes. So for us is we have to give them that platform. And with me is you make them earn it. And it's all about acts of kindness. You go out and do an act of kindness. And what that does is, so when you're in the program, you, you do acts of kindness daily. So we'll give you, we have fake uh, money, but it's stamina like five, one, five. So if someone sees you do something nice, we might give you $1. We might give you five. And by the end of the week, we'll get that money. And that, that's the money you earn. And we'll give it to you in cash in a bank account for the bank. And you'll get to use some of it, half of it, at the end of the uh, <laughs> end of the month, and then the other half you uh, you keep saved up. It's teaching them how to how to do real things. How did you come up like with that. this idea, uh, Derek? Come on now, skinny legs. Come on, how did you come up with this idea, man? Come on now, out there dunking, cutting to the cutting to the, the rim. What well, what what happened, bro? Ball hit you on the head. This is too good, man. This is a blessing. <laughs> nah, the, this is called survival. What happened when I was eleven? I I wanted to go to KFC and get that three dollar meal. Mm-hmm. But I, I spent a I spent a dollar fifty on bologna and bread, and I had change left over. I was eleven. Ain't nobody teach me about no educational or uh, financial literacy. Once you learn how to do things through life trials and stuff, you got you got to get better. A lot of people will still do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. You can't. So for me, it was how can I get these kids to actually earn something, and how can I get them to change their thought process? Because if you don't change their character, you can't change the community. I don't care how much money you throw down at it. You can put a million dollars in any black community, any community in the world, not just black. But you're not going to change them. You don't change the character, you're not going to change that community. So for me, it was how can I get their character and their thought process to change? You know money is a, is a, way, a good fix. It's a good, good brainwashing tool because it brainwashed all of us to think, hey, buy cars and jewelry before you buy your own, your own house. You know, stuff like that that we, didn't, we had to learn on our own. And now that we have the opportunities, we got to get these kids a thought process. Mm-hmm. Now they come, they come, save their money. Mm-hmm. They do it during the week. Mm-hmm. After that, you do it. And every day, now the kids are doing it, and it becomes normal to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if they open the door up every single day with me, when they go out of the neighborhood, 
they'll do it because they're used to doing it all day. Yes, yes. <laughs> they don't yes. even recognize yes. they're doing it. they be like, man, I've been yes. doing this all day. Like, yes. it's normal to them. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I grabbed this, I grabbed this quote them. from your website. It said, youth today are greatly influenced by their peers and social media. Without proper guidance of positive infrastructure, they tend to go down a bad road, which results in negative long-term life consequences. Stamina, which is your organization, will teach youth to identify and pursue their passions and to focus on being great instead of trying to fit in. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think of how many kids who get who get upset and they run to a bottle or they run to smoking as opposed to running to someone who can help them. Not being afraid to talk to that person. Not being afraid to feel like, you know what, this person. Because one kid said, well, how can you know what I've been through and you wearing a suit? I said, what's a suit got to do with the person? I said, you wearing, you wearing that, you wearing like not clean clothes. Should I judge you based upon that? Mm. Kids are, kids got an excuse in their pocket for everything. And I, I try to eliminate every excuse they have. Cause a kid right now could be looking and saying, your shirt is blue. He'll say, no, nah, that's sky blue. No, nah, that's royal blue. Just so he can complain that he's right or wrong. He wants to, he wants to make an excuse. And we have to alleviate that. No more excuses, all about results. And the more we give them the, the change of the character, the better they'll start thinking about it different and for themselves. We can't think for these kids all the time, so we got to learn how to at least give them something to think about before they do something. Let me, let me ask you this. Does the media know? Does, are you getting enough media attention for this, Derek? Because this Man, is, you know this is incredible. You know, no, no, we're going to stop that. You're on the phone with Rashawn now. You know, you're with the, I'm, I'm the crazy <laughs> man of media, marketing and branding. That's what I do now. Because <laughs> yeah, I got some yeah. relationships in Louisville, Kentucky with iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. I'm going mm-hmm. to talk off the air. And I, I, like I said, yeah. I, I, I've scoured your website. I'm going to let you know if you ever do a camp, you can contact me. You ain't got to pay no money. You know, just tell me the date. So, Rashad, can you come speak? Can you come show these kids? Can you, can you, hey, I bring some desserts. Some of my world famous desserts to them kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Down there, fly, put them on the right. plane with me in first class, dude. Bring me some baked banana pudding, right. some bread pudding, some peach cobblers <laughs> all the way up to Louisville for them kids to I let know, them know, know being right. a baker's cool. So I'm letting you know, man, you cannot come on my show and tell me people don't know about this. We're going to scream to the world, man, because you're just taking something very simple and changing people's lives. I know there's an issue mm-hmm. with cops out there and the, our, our black youth and the adult youth being uh, mm-hmm. conflicted. But I'm going to tell you something, man. Cops, stop me. I'm a pretty, pretty uh, polite dude. Whatever mm-hmm. you want, dude. You want me to get out? You want me to okay? Whatever, dude. So because right. there are rules when somebody has a superior role in my life, I got to adhere to. And a gun has well, a superior role in my life. I have a I have a program that we do. It's called Program You. So mm-hmm. we put those kids in that position. Mm-hmm. So right now we act those things out, and it's like an acting class. So mm-hmm. we'll have one kid be the officer, and two kids are fighting. I said, "You're a cop. What would you do?" He said, "Well, I got to break it up." I said, "If you're a cop and they pull a gun, what do you do?" I pull a gun. I said, "But you yet and still, you get mad when someone else does that." There you go. I said, "So we teach them that. We can't. We we hey, have to Derek. start teaching them how to act." I'm a friend, brother. We're gonna talk more with Derek Anderson. I'm getting back on the show. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch As that, host though. of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product right. or start selling products, the universe doesn't have to deal with you. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success. It's good to have a money making conversation with somebody that make money. <laughs> usually. Let me 
tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hi, Rashawn McDonald is here. Money-making conversation. That's what you're listening to. My next guest, she's on the phone. I want her for two breaks. She's an old friend. You know, when you see people in this business, man, you go, wow. But the amazing thing, she's still fantastic. She's still beautiful. She's still a person who's changing lives. She's an Emmy Award winning television journalist. She is an author, a producer, speaker, actress, philanthropist, and the president and founder of the Sean Foundation for Girls, which is dedicated to the empowerment of girls and young women around the world. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Sean Robinson. Uh, did you call me old? No, I say I'm friend? old. I'm old. I'm I'm old. No, no, no. You mean like just like just we go way back? Way How back. We way back. We, we, we way back now. <laughs> you know, we like we like to say, you know, I I I, I my wife gonna kill me. She gonna kill me because I said old. But but I'm just gonna let you know that I say we're way back friends. Yes, way we're, back friends. We're, How we're you way doing? back friends, and you know, and just seeing what you're doing today, I'm, I'm gonna jump right into a couple of things that really. Um, you know, because I see you post a lot on LinkedIn, a lot about a lot of your causes and and this sex trafficking. Right. You know, and I got because I have a daughter and um, and Texas is one of the hotbeds for sex trafficking. Right. And so she goes to school and college down there. And and um, I was just fearful. You know, I'm just going to tell you as a parent, I'm, I was I am still fearful because you just never know when you wake up, you know, you, you send your child off to college. You hope all of the right decisions are made around them by them and by the people around them, but that's that isn't always the case. What got you involved in this? And I feel this important campaign to stop or halt or slow down sex trafficking. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me on. Um, as you said, you and I go way back, and I've always admired you and your thank you. uh, dedication to giving back and educating people about making their lives better. Uh, and so it's a real pleasure to be um, on your show, and, you. I, and I really appreciate you. Um, uh, my foundation launched, I spent, as you know, 16 years mm-hmm. as a uh, host of Acts of Hollywood. Absolutely. And after I, uh, after I left um, to do other projects, mm-hmm. to find my real passion, I mm-hmm. launched my foundation, the Sean Foundation for Girls. And we are a grant-making foundation that supports small grassroots nonprofits that are doing work in five key areas of girls' issues. And those five key areas are represented by the acronym of my name, S-H-A-U-N. So S is for STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. H is for Health. A is Arts. U is Unity, meaning bridging girls here with girls across the world. And N is for Neighborhoods, helping mm-hmm. girls and young women in underserved mm-hmm. neighborhoods. So if there is a nonprofit that is doing work in one of these five key areas, um, we would possibly be a resource for them. So a couple of years ago, about a year and a half ago, Ford Motor Company came to me, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about partnering on some initiatives and we did our first human trafficking event in mm. Detroit, my hometown. Mm. And the reason that we did that is because a Ford Motor Company had their mission, one of their initiatives was safety. Mm. And we wanted to educate uh, the, the country about what is going on when it comes to women's safety. And human trafficking is probably 
one of the, the top issues in our country when it, faces, when it comes to young girls and women. Um, and this is something, Rashawn, that is happening not overseas, not only overseas, because when people think about human trafficking and the sex trafficking of girls yes. and young women, yes. they think about something happening overseas. But this yes. is actually happening right in our own backyards in every single city in America. There is not a city in America that has been untouched by sex trafficking. And we wanted to educate not only uh, girls but parents about what are the dangers. Um, the, the fact of the matter is that drug traffickers are getting out of the drug business uh, and getting into the sex trafficking you business. Be Why? Me. Because because you can use drugs one time. You can sell drugs one time. You can sell a girl over and over and over again. Mm. And there are cases where the sex traffickers are making um, like over $30,000 a week by having what they call a stable of girls. Um, but not only that, it's, it's not only the traffickers, but other girls luring girls into the sex trafficking business. And that's important um, to say that because that was my yes. fear of my daughter. You know, you go to yes. school and, you know, some people will lure you, come over here, we have this little church meeting. And to my understanding, Sean, it's not something that happens overnight. It, it's like a, it's like a, they create a relationship with you, correct? It's a grooming process. Think that's about um, the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, these girls are not coming from broken homes because that's no. a that's a that's a myth that all of these girls are runaways or they're broken homes. So we just the sex trafficking event that we just did um, on the campus of Spelman College. This one young lady, her mother went to Yale, her sister went to Harvard. Okay, and she just felt. Uh, neglected at home. She had, you know, the, the, the low self-esteem, right. and then someone was able to, kind of, a woman was able to groom her. Hey, you know, uh, this is a way, you know, you can you can make some extra money. And at first, these men were paying her a lot of attention, telling her she was beautiful, all mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And then she gets lured into this industry. And then we had a young woman who, on the panel, who was part of a, who, 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 uh, was a stripper at a popular strip club mm -hmm. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And she talked about like making like $1,000 a night and then things turned where she was asked to do other things. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you know, forget about the lap dance. Right. They didn't want that. Right. They wanted more. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of different faces of sex trafficking. Um, and, you know, when you see these, when you see advertisements like in the back of on, on certain classified websites classified ads right and right. they're saying things like oh you know have fun for a night or we want somebody young or an escort or you mm -hmm. know they don't say we want to traffic you they they, right. they they use other language to bring you in and it also has to do Rashawn for you know we talk to girls in college and um who doesn't need a little few extra dollars right, while they're in college? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. and that's the way these these traffickers are coming onto college campuses. They're coming onto middle school campuses. Mm. These girls talked about being approached in the mall, in yes. the restaurant, yes. everywhere. Yes. So it's something that you have to watch out for. Well, you know, the thing I try to do with my daughter and my wife as well. You know, we talk. Our daughter calls us. You know, I I, I make sure she can. She has a clear understanding. She can call me anytime. Anytime right. she's uncomfortable, 
anytime that uh, something bothers her or situation, and, and that call has not come to me, but she calls me about any little thing. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I make sure that I'm not one of these dads that go, I don't have time for that. You know, right. I'm, if I'm in a meeting her phone, and that phone rings, I tell everybody in the meeting, look, we, we got to stop right now. My right. daughter's calling me. And right. I think that really is one of the issues, too, is that, you know, and, and parents, and I see, why is this on money-making conversation? Because it's about parenting. It's about family. And all these things are part of the things that, because I'm writing this book called Stop Making These Mistakes. And one of the right. things is not having time for your family, not being a good parent, not understanding the value of communication. These mistakes we have to stop making. Otherwise, these same situations are going to keep popping up. Even right. though I feel I have a great relationship with my daughter, she talked, we talked last night, she went and saw Black Panther. And uh, we talked about it. She laughed, we laughed. I said, see you later, baby. I love you, love you. But still, I worry because I know there are vultures out there. There are groomers out there to take an intelligent, naive young lady like her could start out going, you know, uh, here's a free snacks over here. Uh, go, let's all meet over here for this church meeting because some people have approached her like that. And I go, don't go over there. Don't go over right. there. And so, so just at back of what you're saying is that my daughter's from a good location in life, but still, I have to be worried because these guys are ladies, are professionals. No question about it. And if you don't have a couple of hours or a few hours to sit down and talk to your daughter, you know who does. The yes. trafficker will sit down and sit there and listen for hours and make them believe that they've got a friend, that they've got somebody they can confide in. I mean, the, the, these people are pros at doing this. And when you talk about money and, you know, is this a money-making conversation? Mm-hmm. Traffickers are making tens of thousands of dollars off mm-hmm. of our girls, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. They're making tens of th- And that is, you know, so when a girl is lured into this world, what she's not doing is educating herself. She's not going to college. She's not, um, you know, making a future, creating a future for herself. Mm-hmm. She's becoming dependent on the system. Mm-hmm. This is a financial uh, issue that affects everybody, all of us in the city, and, 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 and anybody that we care about. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, when we talk about how this ravages our communities, right. this is something, because here's the thing, a, par- a lot of parents will say, oh, I know all of my daughter's friends. Well, <laughs> do you know all of your daughter's no. friends' friends? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know all of your daughter's friends' friends, relatives. Yes. Do you know what every, any party that they're going to, do you know everybody who's going to be at the party mm-hmm. and, or, and the guest of everyone who's going to come? No, it's impossible for a parent to know that. It's absolutely impossible. So what, what, what got you, you know, because I remember I ran into you like a couple of years ago at the London Hotel in New York. And you said, Richard, I got this great program that I'm starting. I want to, and you, we kind of like drifted apart. And, and now we're back together on this radio show because, you know, I'm a big fan of anything that you get involved with. What really, did anything personal happen in your life to, to point you in the direction of this? Because next break, we're going to talk about your foundation. What really got you rolling or what upset you about this situation? Well, I was um, about a year and a half ago. I, you know, I go to church here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. at Faithful Central Bible Church. Absolutely. And 
Oh, yeah. And my the First Lady of our church, uh, First Lady Tagata Ulmer, she was doing a human trafficking event at the church, mm-hmm. and she asked me to host it. And at that time, I was like, you know, that's not really my space. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really even involved. Isn't that something that happens overseas? Right. And then, <laughs> but, you know, when the First Lady of your church asks you to do something, that's you do Bishop it. Ulmer. So, that's my man. Yeah. Right. And so I hosted it, and I was shocked at the information I learned, just absolutely shocked. And I said, this is some, I've got to do something about this. And um, I, I appreciate you talking about um, why I got involved and why I created the foundation, because uh, a lot of people ask me that, and they know, they've known for years, and just like you, I'm an author. Uh, I wrote a book in 2009 mm-hmm. called Exactly As I Am about girls and self-esteem, right. teen girls and self-esteem, and mm-hmm. what issues are related to teen girls that mm-hmm. I can help them with. And so after I found out, after I did that, yeah, a human trafficking event at my church, I said, this is something that I can uh, help change. And so through my foundation and through a grant, uh, several grants by the Ford Motor Company, the Ford Fund, mm-hmm. I was able to put on these human trafficking events and help educate girls around the world. Well, my friend, you, 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 you see, I'm, I'm zeroed in on what you're doing. And when we come back on our next break, uh, we're really going to break down the Sean Foundation. I love the fact that it, it spells out her name, S-H-A-U-N, and talk about the STEM, the health, the arts, the unity, and the neighborhoods, most importantly, on Money Making Conversations. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, coworker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn Shell? Ricky Smiley! You got to get out of your own city and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a pond. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone the one and only Charlie Wilson! So many people have been, really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would... <laughs> that I would shout him out and do something. Right. <laughs> but I said, you know, and um, burn so, rubble. Uh, there goes uh, my baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother. Miss Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts and little clubs. With the, Thank with you. The, Thank with you. The trio. <laughs> so that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday. 10 a.m. to noon, Biz 1180, Money Making Conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm on the phone with uh, the Emmy winning uh, television journalist, uh, author, producer, speaker, actress, philanthropist, and the president and founder of the Sean Foundation for Girls, which is dedicated to the empowerment of girls and young women around the world. Her name, Sean Robinson. Hey. 
I've gotten pretty good at this now, you know. Yeah, you're good. Let me tell you something, Sean. You know, I've seen you on TV so smooth, you know. You, <laughs> you know, so you know what you do is you, I, I go to YouTube. I kind of watch my diction a little bit, you know. Because six months ago, I was I didn't sound this good, and I still got some work to do. <laughs> I'm gonna just let you know, I still got some work to do. But let's talk about uh, you. You you gave out the 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 what each one of these the symbol of your first name, STEM, uh, health. Art, unity, and neighborhoods. Let's talk about the STEM. Why? Why is that important for young ladies? You know, because we're in a, we're in a hashtag Me Too. When right. uh, times up, you know. So so really, I, I, you know, really when uh, you know we almost had a uh, uh, the first female president of this country. So it was like it was like a wave that's happening now. Even in the uh, the gun violence situation in Florida, young ladies, young girls are like very vocal very vocal about their thoughts and so 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 that's why it's important that the stem program and i and i and i want to just swing back all the way back to uh the uh the the, the movie that, that about the uh, f- the female map mathematicians in nasa the a- african-americans who were back there basically doing the stem program right and uh was they were compute they were human computers and you look at it now that's what we were talking about now, even letting you know that you can be a part of that club. So you're telling me it feels, still feels like a club, even though my degree is in mathematics. So I understand what's going on. So Your degree is in mathematics? My degree is in mathematics. <laughs> so I am into the STEM program, okay? I'm All right. Deep, I'm deeply right. rooted. And was, yeah, and I was horrible. I was absolutely horrible. I'm hey, I ain't going to brag too much, girl. Physics. <laughs> I would have been an engineer, but physics. Physics manned me up. <laughs> physics manned me up. Now, my daughter, she's right now, she's majoring. She's in the STEM process because she's majoring in mechanical engineering. Uh-huh. So I'm very happy. I got a, I got a, a niece who's a mechanical engineer. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of what you're talking about. So let's educate people exactly. Because you hear that word STEM, they gloss over it on the media because they think everybody knows what that means. Let's talk in detail what, what, that, what that means to your program and why it's so important. Okay. So STEM stands for science, technology, mm-hmm. engineering, and math. Mm-hmm. And there has been a push in recent years to get more girls involved in STEM because uh, most of our engineers, our architects, they, you know, it's a, it's a male-dominated, our scientists, it's a male-dominated field. Yes. So one of the grants that my foundation gave was to an organization in Oakland called TechBridge Girls. And they go into low-income, underserved neighborhoods and teach girls about the STEM fields. So they build robots, they make bath fizzies, they fix circuits, uh, they learn what it's like to be a chemical engineer or a structural, structural engineer, an architect. They learn all these different professions to get them interested in these fields and help increase the number of women and women of color in these fields. Because the, one of the things that you will hear when you research this is that it's a, it's a field where um, many young, wi- young women may start in, but they di- get discouraged because they don't have the, um, the, 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 the support right. that they need mm-hmm. to continue. You have to have mentors. You know how important it is. It was important for me to have mentors in my field who look like me, black women, right. who mm-hmm. said, this can be done. And well, you are a Spelman field, graduate. Let's get yeah, that out there. A proud, very proud graduate of Spelman College. And in the STEM field, there aren't many of those, those mentors. Mm-hmm. 
So a lot of these women are creating a path that did not exist before. So one of the things that we are trying to do is encourage more girls to get involved in these fields that are not only the fields of the future, the field of now, okay? Mm-hmm. When you even, Rashawn, like, look, at, look at the apps on your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it, you know, probably... 99.999% of the apps on your phone were created by men. Yes. Okay? Yes. You I know, can agree so, with that. and a lot of different factors go into that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, technology, we need to get more girls uh, involved in technology and know that they have the support they need to not only thrive, but have, you know, wonderful careers. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the fields that we are trying to make an impact in. Now you move into now that your health. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, health is uh, important for all of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you talk about girls in color, girls of color in underserved neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. we're talking about uh, trying to change lifestyle habits. Uh, There was an organization in uh, in, uh, Raleigh that we gave a grant to Mm -hmm. called Healthy Girls Save the World. And one of the things they do is go into, once again, those low-income, underserved neighborhoods and teach girls about healthy lifestyle habits, not only eating right and exercising, but setting boundaries in relationships, having a good Mm. attitude, Mm -hmm. making sure that you have the right friends around you, and not abusing your body, and knowing what things, um, you know, make you healthy or make you unhealthy. So those are the kinds of (laughs) initiatives Mm -hmm. that we, you know, we try to make an impact in. Okay, we got S down, H down, now we go to A, arts. Well, arts, you know, I'm a girl from the arts. You know, I I majored in, um, you know, the performing arts Mm -hmm. in my high school. I was, uh, you know, I'm in the arts curriculum. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having girls. Congratulations. Thank you very much. (laughs) And, you know, having positive role models Mm -hmm. on television, seeing ourselves in positive roles, um, you know, in the media. Also, um, I'm looking looking for different organizations that help girls in in dance, in theater, Mm -hmm. um, in the visual arts, Mm -hmm. um, in the creative arts. Um, You know, always to, to, you know, because, you know, we know about those art programs that have been disbanded now in schools, right? We've heard about, you know, budget cuts. Along with exercise. Exactly. <laughs> we know that the budget cuts have impacted oh the oh. art curriculum. So we're trying to make sure the girls have those um, those needed resources. Um, in our unity mm-hmm. um, division, we talk about girls here reaching out to their sisters across the world. We gave a grant to an organization called Girl Up, which has, the, has these rock star girls here in the States. That You're rocking fly. it, girl. Keep talking. Yeah, that, You're rocking it, fly. Sean. They fly to places like Ethiopia, Malawi, uh, Guatemala, and help advocate on behalf of girls in these countries, whether it's, you know, against genital mutilation, child Mm -hmm. marriage, Mm -hmm. um, lack of access to education or clean Mm -hmm. drinking water. Mm -hmm. And once again, in our neighborhoods division, what are those issues impacting our neighborhoods around the country? And sex trafficking is one of those big ones, but there are big ones, but there are also others Mm -hmm. that we will, you know, seek out. So our job is to seek out and find those nonprofits 
that are in um, that are doing great work. Those small nonprofits. What I hope that the Sean Foundation for Girls becomes is like the the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for oh, no. uh, the go to foundation oh, no. for those small nonprofits that are helping girls of color in our in our community. Now, do you do you host a gala or anything? A fundraiser gala? Do you do that? Uh, well, you know what? When I do, you're going to be the first person that I reach out to thank because you. I know your money is straight. Come on, thank you, thank you, thank you. It, it, it ain't been. <laughs> It ain't been. It is not been. You know, I already got you on here tying up your time. I might want to give some money. Right, you know, right. Because, so, because, yeah, we've been having, like, smaller fundraisers. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're working on that big gala, that big fundraiser to bring everybody together. And, yeah, you will definitely, my man, and you know, be you know, I'm, and, you know, I'm going to make some phone calls for that, you. you know, that's because, right. Because right. I know how you make money. You got to have some familiar faces. <laughs> 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 oh, he going to be there? Oh, she going to be there? Right, oh, my absolutely. goodness. This is a good cause because I cannot. You know, because, you know, we went from the pimps on the streets and glorified that as street hustlers and cool dudes and all this stuff. And now this this whole sex trafficking is is, is amped up to another level. They're imprisoning, imprisoning women and kids and teenagers for life, for life. And sometimes in a lot of situations, making them drug users. Right. Because some of these kids can't get through the process unless they are fully right. wired. And right. so it, so you're yeah. destroying lives. They're destroying lives out there. And you're trying they're to change a different, make a difference. Right. They're, right. Destroying lives. And here's the thing. When people ask me, Rashawn, why did you start a foundation? And I say, because it's what we all have to do. Yes, ma'am. And I'm not saying that everybody has to start a foundation or their own charity, but we all, this, is, this takes a village. Um, it takes a village to help all, those, all the people who are in need in our communities. So everybody has the ability to do something. Like, for example, I, this, uh, this one brother said to me, um, he said, well, you know, Sean, I really love what you're doing for girls and sex trafficking, but how come you're not talking about the boys in sex trafficking who are being mm-hmm. sex trafficked? Mm-hmm. And I said, sir, does your foundation help boys in sex trafficking? <laughs> Thank and she's you. like, okay. So then that was what I was hoping was the moment where we, we stopped saying, how come you not talking about this? Right. And we take, you know, we take the reins mm-hmm. and start talking about it. So if there is an area where you feel that there needs to be, you know, some more attention, then that's, that's the area that you need to tackle. You know, because we can't keep saying, how come, how come everybody else ain't doing something? You Sean, know, how, how can I we doing? reach you? How can we reach you, Sean? The website, social media? Give me that. Uh, yeah, me. yeah, yeah. You know, my website is SeanRobinson.com. Mm-hmm. My Twitter is SeanRobinson.com. Um, my Instagram is Ms. M.S. Sean Robinson. And Facebook is Sean Robinson. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. Again, put me on that list. And right. I'm going to keep promoting you. Oh, no, no, no. You and like, one of the first. You know, first in the summer, cards. I'm going to bring you back on because it really happens bad in the summer. Stay strong, girl. Money-making conversations, girl. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear 
hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post, delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.